All right, everybody, welcome back to another awesome episode of the My Colony podcast. This is Brandon, the developer of the game, and joining me today, I got several people here. I got K9 Mancer again. Hi. I got Quirt is joining. Hi. Thremian's here again. Hello. And Viren is here with us. What's up? And this is kind of a continuation of the last episode. We're going to be talking about the forest map that was added to the game which is quite a bit more difficult than the other ones. So we're going to go over what the new buildings are and then have a discussion about tips on how to start a forest colony successfully. And then after that, um, I'm almost done with the next update, which will be coming out in the next day or two. And we're going to just quickly touch on what's new in that one. Uh, but first, the forest map. Just off the bat, what do you guys think of this one? A lot of management up front. Definitely. A lot of power control. Yeah, it's... uh. We'll get into that, but it's definitely, um, I know for me, when I was first playing through it with testing, it was like, I had to constantly be building new trees, harvesting and building, harvesting, because even though the map starts out in a forest, that, uh, that goes away pretty quickly. It's more like a gently wooded area. <laughs> exactly. I'd, that's a good way to describe it. So, the new buildings that pertain to the forest area, first, when you start a forest map, instead of the regular rover, you'll get the forest rover. That gives you the ability to make, let's see, there's the wood hut, which is like the primitive forest version of the house. There's a water well, is where you get water. There's a potato patch for growing food. The first kind of different building is a charcoal hut. And what that does is it takes trees and burns them down into charcoal, which gives you the new charcoal resource. Now, that's not totally explained in the game. Uh, did any of you guys have any confusion with that at first? Um, not really, because I spent a lot of time on the forum, so I was already introduced to it well before then. Same. Yeah, I think if somebody's played the game before, and especially is active on the forum, some of this stuff, it really wouldn't be too difficult. But if you're new to my colony, I said this before, I think it's a good idea not to start with the forest world. That's to start with the red planet, because even doing the lunar map, you might still end up being lost. I agree. If it's first time playing, if you play the forest map, you didn't get anywhere, before you go and leave your one-star review, try the red planet. That's what I'd say. Alright, after the charcoal hut, you get the charcoal compactor, and that one turns charcoal into ore, which is kind of the base resource of the whole game. So from there, that kind of unlocks all the normal stuff you'd have in uh, any of the other maps. For power, instead of the solar panel, right off the bat, you get the charcoal burner which also requires a steady flow of charcoal. One of the differences of this one, you always have to have your supply chain going at the beginning. You need a constant flow of trees, a constant flow of charcoal. Otherwise, you can wreck your entire colony. Eventually, you get the charcoal factory, which is an advanced version of the charcoal hut. The road for the forest map is the mulched wood path, which is pretty much the same thing as pavement. It just looks different. The other new thing that's on the forest map is oil. This is something you don't find on any of the other maps as a starting resource. On the forest world, there are oil patches, and you can harvest that, which uh, leads to refining, which lets you make plastic, which eventually lets you make toys, which don't have a use in the game yet, but they will soon, so it's worth your time to start making and building up toys. I should note that all this stuff from the forest map is also available on the regular red planet and probably the lunar planet as soon as you get your atmosphere built up. And for those worlds that don't have oil, there's the synthetic oil lab, which lets you make it, 
by taking, um, what was it? I think it's food and something. Charcoal, food and charcoal. And I think that's all the buildings that pertain to the forest map. Um, and something I kind of noticed, that was kind of funny. Out of all the worlds, because of just the artwork on the buildings, the forest world starts out as this big nature environment. And it doesn't take long before it turns into this like industrial wasteland where all the trees are gone. You're just, you're burning charcoal. There's oil everywhere. The power plants are all oil. It looks cool. It does look cool. It, I do like how even though it's similar to the uh, Red Planet in the later stages, uh, the buildings give it enough uniqueness that no matter which map you pick, it's a different experience. What do you guys think looks better, the lunar map or the forest map? Forest. Yeah, the lunar map. The lunar map's a bit flat-ish. Yeah, see, I don't know. I kind of like the lunar myself. There's not much. There's not much features, I guess. Yeah, I think um, before too long, I'm gonna be adding an ice map. All right, so that's kind of an introduction of uh, the forest map. You know, I think the strategies, but we, the more I think about it, there really wasn't much to touch <laughs> on. If if you play through the red planet and then you go on to a lunar map. I think that you'll do okay with the forest. It is harder, but it's not insurmountable. Yeah, I mean, it just ta it adds another resource in before you can really start to get moving forward on it. Yeah. Next, I kind of want to go over, as I said earlier, the next update's going to be coming soon. It is a 0 0.23.0 update. And compared to the last one, it's kind of small. Um, I'm not planning on adding any new buildings or anything. But there are new features related to uh, policies that you'll find at the capital and related to uh, your colonists. So I just kind of want to go over those. You guys in here, you probably play on the web version, so you've probably seen this uh, stuff already. The new policies are things maybe, maybe you know or not. If you have a capital or a consulate, you click on it, there's a policy button, and there's different things you can do. And I've added four new ones so far, and there might be more before the update ships. And the first one's a fire drill. And what this does is it fires everybody yeah, from their jobs. Yeah, it, it's kind of like a fresh slate for your colony. It fires everybody and it kicks everybody out of their house. The, the purpose of this one is sometimes as your colony grows, you'll notice you look at people's commute times. They'll live on one end of the colony, their jobs on the complete opposite side of the colony. And so it takes them like 100 length, whatever the measurement is, 100 tiles to commute to their job. And that raises their unhappiness. So what this does is, when you do the fire drill, the first thing everybody does afterwards is finds a job. After they have a job, they try to find the house closest to their new job. And so hopefully, after it goes through all this, their commute times will be shorter. And another thing it does, people who have been playing for a while, their statistics start getting messed up, like you guys are probably seeing weird things where your unemployment will be some impossible number. 105 percent and uh, job reports are like uh 105 percent yeah so this should reset all that and fix it and i hope it's a permanent fix but it might be a temporary one i don't know i still don't know what's causing those problems truthfully i'm just gonna miss the mass genocides <laughs> yeah well <laughs> there is gonna be coming a way to do mass genocides which i'll talk about in a minute and that actually is part of the next policy. It's the work policy. I haven't totally implemented this yet, but what it does is you can set an output level for all of your workers, and it ranges from light workload to extreme. When you have a, white, a light workload, 
working day is shortened by about half. And so the colonists have more time for leisure and entertainment and health, but your production won't be as high. On the other end of the spectrum, there's the extreme workload where you're almost forcing your colonists to work all day and with just a couple hours of sleep. Yeah, it's it's basically a slavery thing. And um, so if you're really low on some kind of resource, you can force everybody, you know, to the mines, so to say. And so if there's an emergency in your colony, you can use it to really build up quick. But without getting any sleep, without having time for entertainment or health, people are going to start dying. So it's up to uh, it's up to you how much you care about your colonists, whether or not you want to use that. I suspect Randium will have it turned on full time. Slavery <laughs> sounds bad. I've noticed that uh, happiness is a lot harder to maintain now. Do you have any suggestions? I did make it harder to maintain, and I might have to balance that more. The thing is, I just noticed. Yeah, when before. the go ahead. Uh, when the colony gets too big, the entertainment's like really not enough. Yeah, I just I had always had this problem where my happiness was a hundred percent always. It's like, man, this is too easy. So I made some changes with the last update to where it's harder to keep them happy. But I might have went too far in the other direction. I have to take a look at that. I still, I still have the issue. You still have the issue. Well, yes. So I, I need to balance that more, and I will work on that. One thing I added is another policy change, which can help temporarily with happiness, and that's a stimulus package. What that lets you do mm. is it lets you designate a certain amount of money to just kind of rain down on your colony. <laughs> and uh, so now you're just making them strippers. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at the little icon I drew for it. It's got like all the workers on the ground with their hands in the air and the politician at the top throwing coins down at him. <laughs> so, and it, it's actually pretty effective. Um, for every $3 you give them, their happiness goes up 1%. Yeah, but uh, but this, uh, this effect, uh, is it different from the living wages? It is, because what the living wage does is every time your payroll comes up on top of everybody's payroll it also gives them the living wage money and that happens every single time whereas oh. this uh stimulus package is just a one-time thing you can throw out however much money you want there you know within your budget kind of related to that is the final new policy i've added so far which is the tax collection hmm. and it's the opposite of the stimulus you take money from everybody so it's a 25% tax on all of your colonist savings. And I tested it out on my colony earlier and my approval rating <laughs> immediately went from 99 to like 23. Ooh. So people don't like it, but it's like tax season, it is just like tax season. And it's a one time thing, but you can do it however many times you want. If that's what you're into. <laughs> and the thinking behind it is, if you're in a position where you really need a resource, but they're charging crazy prices on the board of trade and you just don't have the money, you can do this one-time tax grab from your people to maybe get you the money you need. Another new thing in this update is now when you click on the colonist and their statistics comes up, you can directly give money to just that one specific guy or charge a fine to that one specific guy. So if you got a colonist you don't like, you can really just pick on him. I'm going to look for Bueller. <laughs> Also along those lines 
is um, retirement I've added. I don't know if you noticed this. Now, if your colonist has just a ton of money, they're going to decide, hey, I'm rich. I never need to work again. And they stop working. They leave the workforce. They don't count towards your unemployment, and they're retired. But do they count with the housing? They do count with the housing, so it's something to think about. They take up a house, but they don't work. But you don't need to pay them. Can you yeah, but what happens if they run out of money? If they run out of money, they'll go back to work. Ah, uh, alright. Yeah. So they won't die. They won't die. No. But there is something where they can die. Is an other new thing I added, which is aging. Oh, um, aging. Each colonist now has an age. It works like this. When there's a new colonist, they have a random age between 18 and 30 years old. And every uh, payday that comes out represents one month of life. Every time you pay, everybody's age goes up by one month. Now, by the way, I'm, uh, by the way, I'm curious, uh, how often is the payday? About every 20 minutes, I think. Actually, all right. Yeah. It, it depends on how fast your device is running, too. But on the computer, it's about 20 minutes. Oh. There is a bug with this last update where payday is not working. And uh, all right. that's the main reason this next update is a smaller one, because I really want to get that oh. fixed out there. Because that's kind of a big deal. I don't know about you guys, but I haven't gotten any... Uh, tax collections or payment requests from any of my colonies over the last few days. Yeah, I've been wondering about that. Yep. <coughs> but I'd be having it in my new colony though. Yeah, on the web it should work. Does, does the Windows 10 store count as a web? No, it, it's working for you on Windows. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's good. I don't know why, but right. it, it's good. <laughs> but soon it'll be working what for everybody. What age are they going to be when they die? Okay, so how it works, there's no set death age. The older the colonist gets, the higher the percentage chance that their health will go down, just naturally. So it'll be random and different for everybody. Some people, it'll be like life, you know. Some people will die when they're 60, uh -huh. and some, there'll probably be a weird case where there's like a 300-year-old colonist. <laughs> and so there might be ways to combat it by having more hospitals. I know... I'm predicting this is going to cause the uh, sickness and the hospital usage to go up. Yeah, maybe the, the age should like permanently decrease the health rather than just like one shot decrease. Yeah, like each each update of the colonist will be another so they, decrease in the health. Yeah. yeah so otherwise they definitely will live to 300. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't want it to be weird with like really old people everywhere. It sounds like we need a old person's home. We might. We <laughs> might. That could be another thing. I could put... Oh, maybe like a retirement home? Well, I was thinking about having different classes of buildings, like for the housing, only allow people with this much money. So if you wanted to set up a section of your colony with high-end businesses and high-end housing, you could do that. Or you could have like the homeless shelter somewhere for people with no money. It's just a thought for the future. One other thing I've added so far on this one is uh, two new job classes. There's now a, the scientist and the white collar worker. And yes. they have their own new graphics and you can set their wages in the policy menu. I'm going to add several more of those because I think it just makes it look better having a few more different types of guys walking around. Great idea. All right. All right. Makes a lot more sense. It does. Oh, another thing. Right, I having the scientist as an unskilled worker. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Just a few more quick fixes in this one so far. On uh, touch screen devices like Android and iPhone, I've made the buttons bigger. 
I know people have been complaining like they want to dismiss the build menu and they accidentally execute a colonist instead or something like that. Honestly, I can tell you I have never once had that problem on my phone. I personally haven't either, but there's a lot of uh, bad reviews about it, so the buttons are going to be bigger. Maybe they just have big fingers. They might. Uh, or just small phones. I, I have that problem too, actually. So I Half hope... the time I want to press... Oh, sorry. No, oh, I'm going to say it's... If you have the problem, I hope this update helps. Uh, all right. We'll see. We will see. And I've also reduced the sensitivity on the pinch zooming in and out. I don't know if that's been a problem for anybody, but sometimes you'll just try to zoom in a little bit and it's like, it goes crazy. Bam, you can see in people's rooms. That's how it is for me. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I cleaned that up a little bit. I um, reduced the frequency of the auto-saving. I've had instances where I'm building a lot and it just seems like it comes up every 30 seconds. Maybe we could, you could set like, a, you could let us set a timing. Like, I want to play 30 seconds or a few minutes or that something. That's good. I could put that in the engine settings. Yeah. I also thought yeah. of making an option. I don't know if you guys realize that when you have a big colony, it only displays like 250 colonists max. I thought about putting an option for people who play on like big desktop computers to just render every colonist, even if you have like 10,000 of them. And you can turn it off. Jesus, if it's... I can just think about the lag. Yeah. I mean, it'd be something you could turn on and off, but... I think it'd be cool to look at to just see how many people are actually walking around and where they're going. Let's see. They'll just look like cows being like ushered into <laughs> different places. They will. <laughs> they they remind me of ants. Like I used to play this game called Sim Ant. Sometimes when I zoom out, the my colony reminds me of that. That was a great game. It was. <laughs> oh, also on Android, I added. Before, if you're playing a colony and you press the back button, it just quit straight to the uh, home screen. Now, if you press back, it'll save and go back to the title screen. Oh my god, thank you so much. My kid loves to hit the back button <laughs> on my phone all the time. So good, that should be an improvement. Oh. That update should be coming tomorrow, or the next day, depending on how long it takes me. And then the next update after that... It's actually going to be based on a lot of the suggestions that Thrymian here has sent me, and it's going to be about tourism. I was wondering if you kind of want to uh, give an overview of that. I would love to. So with the tourism, it's kind of set up to be a kind of earlier game income for colonies, because I know a lot of people had problems with trying to keep up with their taxes and paying their people. So it's not like, oh, you just started your colony so you can do it. It only starts after the colonial finance theory. So once you get that, you really only get two buildings because at that point you should have a couple other uh, structures that can have the... Oh no, he's cutting out. Uh -oh. <laughs> just, just when we are getting to the good part about tourism. Yeah. Well, Tell housing thing. Oh, oh, you're back. I think he didn't stop. He didn't notice, I think. Three man, can you hear us? Yeah, did I cut out? <laughs> you cut yeah. out. Right when you're talking about uh, you unlock colonial finance theory, you get your two buildings, you cut out. No. Well, basically all it is is with the colonial finance theory, it just opens up a spaceport and a motel so that the tourists need a separate place to stay than where your colonists are going to be at. So it's kind of managing two different housing aspects to it. Yeah. And so 
this is going to be expanded over time, but the beginnings of this tourism is going to hit probably next week. And if you look on the forum, you can really read more about the ideas behind this. There's going to be a lot of new buildings associated with it. I was thinking a new occupation class, like a, a hospitality worker, just different things associated to tourism. And it's going to be a good extra way for income. And I think it's also going to look cool and be just another thing to manage. Mm, maybe new policies too. New policies, like maybe you could, uh, tourism related. Oh, you know, it would be neat. You could have a policy where, um, you're actively advertising to try to get tourism, which could increase the rate, but cost you a little bit of money or you can kind of shut it down. I don't know. There's so many different things that can be done. It is but a beginning. It is. Like I said in the forum like a week or so ago, the game's 5% done. But with the last update, maybe it's 7% done now. But uh, there's, I still have a long ways to go. It's already awesome. It is already awesome. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I'm biased because I made the game, but it's my favorite game. <laughs> I can only imagine once the game's like more towards 100% done that people are going to have to really specialize their colonies in order to keep everything contained even in a large map yeah it'd be impossible to get everything and i think we mentioned last time even bigger map sizes are going to be needed probably one that's double the size of the extra large one but um about that i actually have an idea maybe we could expand our colonies downward underground i posted a thing on the forum about that yeah it would give more content too i think yeah, and a whole different, like, class of underground buildings. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. It might be yeah, his idea is pretty fleshed out, too, about it. Well, unfortunately, I hate to admit that I haven't looked at it yet, but I will now. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's always so much on the forum, I don't always get to it. I know that sounds bad, because I'm the developer and it's my forum, but there are people Yeah, I posted a thing it. about species, too. Yeah, I but I, that that's really recent. Oh, that's I don't think it's small. There are going to be species coming, so I'm glad somebody's thinking of it already. Um, I We've got <laughs> pros and cons. Well, my thought was, you know, it'd be a whole new, almost like a whole new game, basically, because in my mind, none of the human buildings are going to be appropriate for an alien species. Yeah, that's what I'm planning for my ocean planet too, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about... I saw the uh, headline for an ocean planet, and... Man. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard if the tiles all looked like water, but mechanically it still worked the same, but just the rover looked like a boat. Like, it wouldn't be that much different. You could use that water tile that you already have and just make it passable for that map. I could. And make it darker. So you can tell the difference. Oh well. Did you read my thread about the coffee thing? <laughs> yeah, I think. Oops. Yeah, I did I did see that about the coffee. Um, everybody loves coffee. Everybody loves coffee. I love coffee. I drink it all day while I'm working on the game. So there's definitely room for coffee in there. And, you know, that actually opens up, if you implemented that where giving them coffee like increases their performance for a certain amount of time, you could also go the other way and have like the colonists getting into drug production or something. 
that also has an impact on their performance, or maybe the rum has the opposite Cocaine effect. Cocaine smells best in the morning. See, <laughs> there's once you have the capability in the game, you could take it so many different directions. You could take it in all the directions. You can. Or they must be able to get be drunk when they leave the bar. Anyway, that's all, all right. stuff for the future. Whenever I think of all the stuff I got to add, it's like pretty daunting, but you just add a couple things every update and it eventually comes together. The um, the toy factory seems a bit overpowered. I mean, I don't know what it's going to be used for, but I've filled up my storage in two columns with toys from just one toy store shop already. Yeah, it might make the toys too fast because they were really going to be for, you know, commerce things. Like there's going to be a shopping mall that uses up clothes and toys and whatever. And maybe a little toy store you can build that uses up toys. I don't know what else to use them for, really. I mean, that's one of those things I, I don't know why I added it, but it was fun. <laughs> you can use it for happiness. I can use it for happiness. See, I think... But I know yeah. like random money. I've noticed Everybody that, loves Legos. Everyone loves Legos. And to me, it seems like people don't mind having a ton of different resources. And so even there's some obscure ones that are only used in a couple of buildings. There's still room for them. Some guy out there might decide he's going to specialize in toys on his colony and corner the market on the board of trade. I don't know. You could pretty much do that on a small map. No problem. You could. I thought the oil would be more valuable. It's uh, actually going for pretty cheap. Yeah, because you can get it in the red planet. Maybe yeah. if you specialize it for the forest planet, it will get higher. It would. I wanted... See, that was a tough decision, because I... I didn't want it to be impossible to get, but... What if you nerfed the oil factory in the red planet instead of disabling the entire thing? Or yeah. maybe the forest planet has better upgrades to the oil oil resource? Yeah, I could do that. Yeah, I do have to make it um, the main benefit of the forest planet will be the oil. Anyway, Maybe I get rid of uh, nuclear reactors. Yeah. I don't think the forest planet has any uranium at all, which is another thing that makes it hard. There's so many buildings, we'd, you'd have to import that, because there's a lot of stuff that requires uranium. The helium-3, I got to come up with more uses for. That's kind of the main unique thing for the lunar map. Mm -hmm. And so is the other uh, ore you find there, Rego or something? Yeah, the regolith, which is needed for the dark roads, the coveted dark yeah. roads. So, and I upgraded my entire colony to dark roads this morning. It, it looks great, if anyone was wondering. All right. A little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think the podcast has gone on long enough. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's great. We covered the... About 25 uh, minutes. Yeah. We covered the forest stuff, the, uh, the new policies, and the kind of an introduction to the tourism stuff that's going to be coming in the next week or so. So, that's something everyone can look forward to, and... Once again, thank you, everybody, for joining me in the podcast. Mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. problem. And thanks no to everybody who listened. Uh, say if we can put one of these out a week or so, I think it'd be good enough. If you want to join the next podcast, uh, I'll put the link to the Discord channel that we do listen in the uh, description for the podcast. So you can get in on that. And until next time, have fun playing the game and tell all your friends about it. They'll like it. They'll like you better for telling them about it. It's a win-win for everybody. So there's my pitch. Bye. Adios. Bye. Uh <laughs>